0: To organize your amazing ideas into a powerful book? It's time to write your book. Welcome to the Ripe Hour: Nonfiction Tips from the Right Coach with Joyce Glass, where you can learn the business and craft of writing.
1: Welcome to episode 701. Do you ever meet someone and wonder how do they accomplish everything they do? Today, Nakia Kelly joins us, and you're going to love her fascinating story. She is a multifaceted, faith-filled entrepreneur and servant leader. She's been involved in a startup for dozens of diverse companies. Her entrepreneurial drive began as a teenager in high school, and she moved on to be involved in a wide range of businesses, anything from retail shops to construction to technology development. She's had ventures in accounting and marketing and served many nonprofits over the years in varying positions. She loves her current work in the world of consulting, writing, publishing, and media. As an innovative consultant, publisher, and speaker, she can utilize her creative gifts within many topics to serve others. Those topics often include some of her own personal favorites like faith-based works, nonprofit leadership, social enterprise, entrepreneurship, Technology, mindful living, and natural food. Nikia is passionate about encouraging a community of women who write, creating a powerful content in all mediums, and building platforms for women who want to make an impact. Nikia has always been a strong advocate for women-owned businesses through her work with the PA Conference for Women and her love for projects with close friends who are successful women entrepreneurs. She also advocates for children with disabilities and domestic violence awareness anytime. The opportunity arises due to raising her two special needs children as a single mom after her own experience with abuse. Nikia can often be found with her kids anywhere near the water in Florida. She has a unique vision for the publishing world. Hello, everybody, and welcome to season seven of the podcast, The Right Hour. I'm so glad you're here. And today, I'm excited to share with you Miss Nakia Kelly. She has a fabulous story about change her story. So, Nakia, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I am glad to see you again. We got to see you. Well, actually, first time I met you was in North Carolina. i heard all kind of rave things about you from Bethany and Michelle that actually got to meet you in North Carolina in August. So that was wonderful. Well, yes, it was. Tell us about you and your journey to the publishing industry, because it has been an interesting story. Yes. So, um,
2: I actually began, uh, I had an accounting degree and I owned an accounting firm for about 15 years. And while I owned my accounting firm, um, I've, been an entrepreneur at heart ever since I was actually a teenager. I started my first business. And when I got into accounting, um, it just naturally led into me working with startups. So I worked in the startup world um, a great deal and ended up partnering with businesses and uh, rescuing a lot of businesses that had Kind of gotten startup phase, but it hadn't as they were reaching the growth phase, they were struggling with things. So I would often invest in companies. And um so I ended up being in in a very diverse realm of businesses um, over the course of about 15 years. So I've always loved business, uh, all aspects of business. I, I am very uh, unique, I believe, that God has created me to be very different because I am both right brain and left brain. So I understand numbers and the analytics, and um, but I'm also very creative, and I love uh, that side of things. So it's kind of an oddball uh, mixture, but it also works very well when you're trying to develop businesses on very low budgets. So we like to bootstrap and do startups. So that led me into... Um, when I, I came to Florida about five years ago, mm-hmm. and when I came to Florida, I wasn't sure what uh, type of business I was going to get into, or if I wanted to now kind of digress back to working for someone. So as I was praying um, for what the Lord had for me next, uh, I actually heard the word storyteller. So I was like, well, that's very interesting. Um, I thought that the Lord was telling me to tell my story, that maybe I was supposed to be a speaker. and. But then very quickly, I fell into the hands of a ghostwriter. So I met this gentleman um, that was a ghostwriter here in Tampa, Florida. Mm -hmm. And he had um, just been ghostwriting books one by one uh, when I met him. And he said, um, with all of your background and all of the businesses that you've helped develop, do you think you could help me to do some business development for my ghostwriting company that I could somehow turn this into a business where I'm not just writing one book at a time, but you know maybe there's some other ways I can make revenue, so I can turn this into an actual business. And I was like, absolutely. Let me immerse myself in what you're doing and understand how you're working this. Um, and so then I saw that he was sending publishing out. You know, he was basically um, outsourcing the publishing end. When he would write a book, right. he would send his um, he would send his authors. To a publishing house, a local publishing house, usually a small local publishing house, an indie publisher. And uh, he had done that a couple of times while I was with him to different publishing companies. And every time the author was not happy and the ghostwriter was not happy. So I saw that there was um, kind of this situation always where neither party felt really good about the book that was created. You know, he felt like he had done a great job with the ghostwriting, but then. When it published, um, he wasn't happy with the quality of the work in publishing. And I said, well, why aren't you publishing your own books? And he said, I don't know how to do that. And I was, I said, I'm sure that it's a process, just like everything else I've ever done and been able to figure out. Um, I'm, I've kind of coined the phrase in the past 15 years that everything is figure outable. So I said, mm-hmm. everything is figure outable And um, I'm sure that publishing a book is much like the manufacturing process. And I just need to figure out what that looks like. So therefore, um, I went on a journey to pick the brains of uh, several friends who have published in traditional publishing with uh, big publishing houses. I reached out to them because I came from Pennsylvania. So I had worked in New York City and Philadelphia a great deal and had some friends who um, were New York Times bestsellers Mm -hmm. um, and had had very successful publishing careers, uh, great authors. Um, So I reached out to them and said, tell me about you know, your publishing journey and they connected me to people that were in publishing in New York. And so I had some conversations with like the business development manager of Macmillan, um, Mm -hmm. and asked him a lot of questions about publishing and people were very open and willing to share with me because these were contacts I had made in the past. So I learned a lot over the course of about a year developing this for this, um, for this ghostwriter. Right. And, uh, So I kind of, I feel like I did publishing 101 with with contacts that I had and um, also made a great contact in the um, Independent Book Publishers Association. So uh, the IBPA then started to also help me to understand publishing. Um, I immersed myself in the industry a little bit, um, started making some contacts there. And then felt like I really, you know, saw that's when my eyes started to open up that I was like, wow, like the, what I was hearing and seeing, there was so much in the publishing industry that really was like stagnant. They were saying like, you know, even when I was talking to the business development manager at Macmillan, he was saying it's a very stagnant industry, like the publishing industry hasn't really innovated as much as they should have. Um, They've just kind of been doing it the same way. And then Amazon came into the picture and just kind of like really, um, it wasn't innovative. It was just kind of like it threw a wrench in what was already stagnant, right? Right. He said it did not not help us in a good way, like in the industry. It did not help the industry in a positive way. Um, They felt like Amazon had really just kind of Um, taking it the other direction. So I started to learn all these really great things about the book industry and the publishing industry, as well as um, the book selling industry. So I kind of immersed myself in that. Uh, And so during this journey um, with the ghostwriter, I learned publishing. I really, I kind of tested out things I was learning. I helped him Develop um, a, a publishing wing to his business, which then made him more profitable. Which was, you know, made him very happy. But I was working for him, right? Um, so I was like, "Why am I doing this for somebody else?" You know, my business brain can't really handle that. It's it's tough for me. Um, and so I was like, "I really think I need to go into publishing." You know, as a business. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I ended up partnering with a woman in Tampa. Uh, to start my first publishing, for-profit publishing company. And when, I'll try to keep this like like the shortened version, but um, <laughs> when, I, when I partnered with this woman uh, to run a for-profit publishing company in Tampa, um, we tended to disagree about uh, things as far as money and finances were concerned because she wanted to charge a very large sum of money. To every person that came in the door. And this is where my, my servant's heart started to ache <laughs> because what I saw, because we were two women in business, we attracted a lot of women who came to us. A lot of women came to us, uh, wanting to publish books, just, you know, um, I mean, you could just, they were so vulnerable and they would walk in to a meeting with us with you know, pictures and their manuscripts and, and like, I felt like their heart on the pages. Right. Right. And I could see it in their face. Like, here's my book. I've been working on for 10 years for 10 years. I've dreamed of this book. And, um, the, the lady that was my partner was like, do you have any money? And, and they would say, I don't have a lot of money right now. And she'd say, well, then I don't know if we can help you. And that was so frustrating for me because I literally could, feel um their pain like I could feel that they were they just wanted to be heard so like I feel like God was showing me again and again through the time like this was this again was another happened over the course of a little more than a year um I would see these women that were just um so vulnerable and and just their voice hadn't been heard and they really uh just were trying to process and work through something so I was like So I started praying about it fervently. I I said, God, like, I don't really understand how, um, how I'm supposed to work in the midst of this. I'm, you know, you're going to have to show me, uh, what I can do here. Like, how can I make a difference in these women's lives? Because, uh, you know, telling them no defeated them. And I hated to see that, but, uh, you know, we couldn't tell them yes all the time as a for-profit company because they had no money and even, uh, my partner wasn't willing to even like cut the pricing down. So it was, it was a frustrating time for me, but I knew I just felt the nudge at that point to do something in this realm that was different, that really could be a support and an encouragement instead of defeating women. I wanted to lift them up and make them feel good about getting um, whatever was on their heart into the world. So that's what led me to publishing really. It was that journey.
1: So is that where change your story came from then?
2: Yes, that is really where it came from because okay. after that, that was for profit. Uh, that was for profit, and then um, there was a slight journey there where you know I was I spent a lot of time seeking the Lord's guidance on you know how do I do this in a non in, in, in something that isn't money driven, Right. so that we're not always seeking the profits like that it's not about the bottom line that it's not about um i need you to sell a thousand books or else like i had heard so many horror stories from women after i got into the industry of women just giving up like i mean i watched a woman write a check from her retirement accounts um and women were so vulnerable and wanted it so bad. They so desperately wanted to just bring that dream to fruition of making a book that they pretty much would have done anything. Yeah, yeah. I did, I did not like watching that happen.
1: I see that. So tell me the mission for Change Your Story because that's, um, for those listening, that is Nikias company or organization, I guess you call it. Yeah. And how do you help? how does change the story help women? Because obviously that was your heart. You saw that as a big problem. And then you said, you know, this is how I can solve that problem, which you said was a journey to get there, which it always is. But um, tell us a little bit about that journey and your mission and how you can help women.
2: So... um, I originally did not immediately connect the dots that as soon as I graduated college uh, and as soon as I got my degree in accounting, I worked in nonprofit. Coming straight out of school, I worked for the state system of higher education for about six years. So I had had been given, the Lord had literally given me a, a nonprofit background and I have Often on been in the nonprofit sector ever since then. And I've always had a heart for a nonprofit because I love the way that um I love that nonprofit helps people, you know. I have right, a right. by nature. So I uh when I left the for profit partnership. I landed not by mistake in helping a nonprofit because I I was kind of distraught about like how I work in books and not have this defeating um, purpose all the time for women. And so someone through a friend of a friend said, Hey, can you, can you come help this nonprofit? Uh, There's a nonprofit that needs some tax related help. And I said, absolutely no problem. They said, I know you have a background in accounting and you've worked in a nonprofit. So this, um, you could probably really help these people. And I said, absolutely. I stepped into this nonprofit and, um, I was actually just telling the story the other night. Somebody was like, I can't believe God worked that out. Um, I, I stepped into this nonprofit just to help with some taxes mm-hmm. and, Within about six to eight weeks of of me helping them with taxes, there was a federal search and seizure. And um, the federal agents came in, did a full search and seizure on the nonprofit, took all the records, took me into a back room. And um, the lead investigator said, you know, we've already checked out your background. We know you're not part of what's going on here. He said, do you know what's going on here? And I said, well, about three weeks into this, I started to see some things that were concerning to me. I'd seen cash being... You know, some cash sliding through the nonprofit that were going in the pockets of people. And I had already had some thoughts that maybe I needed to report what was happening there. Like I was looking at the books and I, I do have um, the privilege of being a number, numbers brain. So I had solved problems and was noticing the problems. And, and this gentleman that's a lead investigator said, yeah, he said, um, I assume that you probably were already picking up on what was happening. And I, he said, he, so we had a, a little bit of an extensive conversation, um, about the problems that were happening, happening in the nonprofit. And he said, you know, nonprofit. And, and when he said, you know, nonprofit, I said, I tell everybody, it was almost like Thor stepped into his voice because I heard, <laughs> that's funny. I, I heard that like so loud and clear when he said it that I knew it was God like bringing it to my attention. Like he was saying, You've been equipped. This is, with it. this is a play. You already know nonprofit. profit You know how to run non-profit. I've given you nonprofit profit skills. It's where your heart is. Why aren't you doing books in nonprofit? So, really from that day forward, I just knew I, what I was on mission for. Like I, it was like confirmation to me that um this was exactly where we needed to go. So, I started from that point on just um praying and seeking the Lord on what that would look like. So we knew we were doing nonprofit. Um, so I, that nonprofit really connected me to change her story and designing what it is today. However, I did not see, I did not see that we would, I mean, this really has, the infrastructure has been been fully designed by God because you know, we thought we were going to publish books nonprofit. Like that was pretty much what we thought we were doing: publishing books in a nonprofit um, under a nonprofit umbrella. Mm-hmm. Not, that the focus wouldn't be on the profits. That we would do it for um, very low cost or no cost. And that was just kind of like the mission. We had no idea that it would be. I mean, now what it, what has been created is way more than I could have ever thought or imagined. Um, We ended up with a, we have a social enterprise bookstore. Mm -hmm. Our social enterprise bookstore um, is a woman author only bookstore and the books are all donated. So all of the books in our bookstore um, are, our inventory is no cost to us, uh, but it raises all the funding for the women who uh, we, we run writing programs and we also publish books for women. So um, it's helps to create all the funding is our social enterprise bookstore. So we are now classified as a social enterprise nonprofit, which has garnered us a great deal of attention this year. Um, we were chosen as one of the 15, um, but to be in a cohort at the social enterprise Alliance, uh, in February, uh, we were chosen among hundreds of social enterprises and, uh, the Social Enterprise Alliance said this is the most viable, sustainable social enterprise they've seen this year. So they've been backing us and just, uh, we just came back from Chicago where we spent, uh, they took us out to Chicago and took us to the South side with some of the um, very successful social enterprises in South side of Chicago. And uh, we sat with executives and learned more about like what, looking at our infrastructure and, you know, making sure that we we're making all of the right uh, decisions now to mm-hmm. keep us completely sustainable for the future. So, um, so we have, we don't, we don't rely strictly on um, donors and private funding. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hope, the hope that the social enterprise Alliance has is that, um, Our next step will really be that uh, we get employment grants because we also want to, we work, we work, we do a lot of work. Not, we not, we not, we don't classify that we only work with women in recovery, but we work a lot with women in recovery. Mm -hmm. So uh, women that are recovering from everything from um, addiction, prostitution, human trafficking, domestic violence, uh, women in in recovery, uh, we work with a lot in our writing programs. Yeah. Right. So, we also would like to eventually be able to design um, training programs that allow these women to work in the fields of writing and publishing, because there is great opportunity for remote work mm-hmm. for women who are in transition. Um, and so that they're saying that they would. Uh, the next step for us is really they want to get us. Uh, we, we need
1: two years under our belt, and then we will be able to, to qualify for employment grants. That is wonderful. So let me clarify, because so some people are probably thinking the same thing as me. So you have the social enterprise where the books are donated. That supports the, the ministry, I call it, yes. the, the organization, um, to help women publish their books. But then you've also got the other part. Explain to me a little bit the other part where you're talking about where you're helping women who are writing that kind of thing. I'm not real clear on that part.
2: So we have, um, so we run writing programs inside of um, other, we're partnering with other organizations such as okay. human trafficking organizations, women's prison ministries, um, even some church driven uh, recovery programs. We, we actually are just um, looking at right now, we started doing this kind of informally, just like putting writing, writing programs together. And now we're working on a curriculum. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have our own Change Her Story curriculum, um, which will always be free. So any organization that wants to feature a writing program from Change Your Story will be able to call us and then we will vet them and we will form a partnership with them to administer our writing program in their organization. Awesome. So so like um for instance, Cherished LA, which is out of Los Angeles, uh, Kate Waddell is right now um, doing a writing program that is something we talked about. And then um, I'm working with Thistle Farms out of Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have um residential, transitional uh housing all over the country, they also are talking about administering these writing programs. So we will continually partner with organizations that serve women and they will be able to take this curriculum and we have a, a like a leadership manual that will guide them into how to use the curriculum and, and put a writing program in place for these women and teach women um, how to use writing to heal and restore. So we always say uh, one of the mottos we have is that we give women space and grace to write. So there's never, uh, there's never any agenda. Like we're not trying to, we're not trying to sell them publishing packages or we're not trying to push them into anything. It really is just about, we want God to be able to work through the writing. I have women that have written everything from songs to poetry, to short stories, to, um, even screenplays. And, you know, sometimes women just the writing
1: tends to be right. healing. So right. we, it uh, is. That that's how I had some healing. When that's essentially how I started my writing journey too when my son was little. Yeah. Um I went through this, you know, I was a stay-at-home mom. I had been working full time and just life was like night and nothing and all of a sudden it felt like life went, Arr! everything stopped and I'm like, okay, who am I? What am I supposed to do? But yeah I went through that that space of um there is more to life than diapers and dishes, right? Please tell me. <laughs> and and I I'm one of these like you, know, I'm creative and I had to get my keep my brain going and and I started diving into personal development and journaling and the journaling led to writing and the journaling helped with the healing and just thinking through things that I had not really taken time to think through because I was so busy being busy, you know, working and going to school and everything. Okay. So I totally get how that can be therapeutic for someone who's been through something traumatic or very hard in their life. And then that, you know, no telling where that can go. But like you said, that gives them that space and grace for healing. I love that. Well, and that's what we never know.
2: Um, You know, in these organizations, these are a lot of women that are like newly found freedom. Right, so like right. Their, their pain points are very raw and real, and sometimes I find that women are the most creative, like in the in that time, right? Because they're they're it's like their journey, they're really having to work hard to journey through something, and and I want to encourage them to use that, so what we see is that that kind of now is starting to flesh out some women who really have these tremendous writing gifts Mm -hmm. And, and it's kind of been suppressed by what they've been going through. So, you know, this tends to bring it out in them. So we always say like, we're trying to give leaders guidance also on, you know, if you see someone that you feel like has a gift, like, you know, let us let us sink in there and um, also bring those gifts kind of to light. Like we're like the vessel for, for right. God's gifts to be able to bring them to light and to bring them into the writing space and give them connect them to opportunities, you know, because that's
1: what we're seeing. That is wonderful. Yes. So how do you help women authors? So you're going to help women who are been going through things with your writing programs and you've got the social enterprise that supports all of this. So now, I'll explain in a little more detail how you help women authors okay so
2: uh, our our publishing house basically is it it's still under the nonprofit umbrella so um, we have we have classified ourselves as a hybrid publisher mm-hmm. so um, in the field sometimes known as a pay to play kind of model, um, which gets a bad rap sometimes I think but uh, it depends. I believe I've seen a lot of really great hybrid publishers. However, what we wanted to do was we thought we could come in as a hybrid publisher instead of a traditional publisher. And that would give us also the bandwidth to be able to take on um, like we have a like our book that is about to release from Jen Gruber, Jen Was not some, she's someone who has experienced crisis in her life and, and has, um, faced adversity and gone through abuse and, and had those experiences, but it's far behind her. And she's now been a very, she's become a very successful entrepreneur. She's a very successful speaker. She's an international speaker. Um, so we have some women who are like, I went through that at one point but now I don't really need, I don't need you to pay for this. Like I can fund my own um, publishing, but I can pay for it. But at the same time, I want to publish there because what we have in our publishing house is no royalties, but we have a give back. So we don't have a royalty structure. Instead of having a royalty split, we ask that every woman commit to a 25% give back to to the general fund. Because um, when a woman commits to that, she's just helping the next woman behind her get a publishing um, contract. So, uh, so women that can afford to publish, who are like, I have platform, I'm successful, I don't even need a traditional publisher because traditional publishers are not really doing as much these days to market and sell right. books. Um, you know, somebody like Jen comes to us and says, "Hey, I have platform, I know I can sell books." I just need someone to publish my books from Mm -hmm. now on. And if I can publish my books there and I know that I'm helping these other women who need me to reach down and lift them up, um, I want to be that support. So uh, we wanted to be a hybrid so that we could have a low cost, low barrier to entry cost for publishing for women who, if, you know, because we only have so much funding, like we have to choose. So. You know, if, it, if it's a matter of you come to us and you say, um, I can afford to pay to publish with you. Um, and I would really like to do that because I know what you stand for. We're not, we're not for profit. So we're not looking to like cash in on even that publishing package. Really what we did was we designed a package we knew would cover cost. Right. So we're looking to cover cost but also give more women opportunity to be in this community. And it's such a beautiful thing that God has designed because now we see the way God designed this community is the women that are in the community, whether they are women coming through trauma and transition or they're super successful
1: women, they're helping each other. They're supporting each other in this journey. Which is perfect. I mean, that's a great way to do that because I, I see how that circle can help you know, each other, it's, it's a win-win, you know, made all the you way bring up those who, who have a gift, but maybe don't have the finances and those that have the finances, but, and, but want a way to, you know, a method to get it out to the masses. You're there for both. So yeah. that is beautiful. Totally,
2: totally connecting, um, whatever. We really believe that God designs it. So, you know we see that god is god just connects the dots even in the community he brings the right women at the right times and they're able to you know help each other and lift each other up um it's a women helping women situation all the way around mm-hmm. which is so beautiful and that's why i say it is. it has become so much more than what we ever thought or imagined it would be. We didn't see these components even coming. Like we had no idea that it would be this community of tight-knit women who are loving each other and helping each other. And um, even the aspect of like we talk about... Uh, I get a lot of attention now from the Social Enterprise Alliance featuring us as one of the 15 social enterprises. And they're constantly kind of using their bullhorn to talk about how amazing what we're creating has been. And, um, you know, I'm able as a nonprofit to get all kinds of attention that we didn't even expect. We were like, we're getting attention for being a nonprofit and a social enterprise and for the good work that we're doing in the world. Right. Right. We're able to shine the spotlight on the Lord, first of all, like to give God all the glory for what's happening here. But mm-hmm. at the same time, lift the women up. Like it, it gives us like that extra added layer of these books are are being produced under this umbrella. So, you know, they get the attention from what Change Her Story is getting. And we always say we um, we have a very strict rule that our goal is never to, it's not about us. Like nothing that we do to Change Her Story really is about us. It's really all about giving the glory to God. We really are here to be in service to others. Like we're not ever focused on like, what's our bottom line look like, or we would need to make it bigger profits or any of that kind of stuff. We're really trusting God in all of that. So really ultimately what happens here is it just continually keeps getting blessed because, uh, we, we are not being selfish about anything. And, um, We really want the women to feel that, that like, it's really not about self. It's about others. So we also have a strict rule um, that we don't do bios for our authors. We do mission statements. What's the impact you're going to make on the world? We don't want, we don't want your resume. We want to know what you're going to do to change the world.
1: Yeah. I love that because it's you, what you're talking about is more of a movement than just a publishing house. You know? Mm -hmm. You're not just a publishing house. There's so much more, like you said, to it, and it's one of those, like you said, cool things that God brings all this stuff in, and you had no idea. Like I just, I just started walking this direction, and and then it, this other stuff happens, and it's wonderful. I love that. It's, been, it's literally been out of obedience that everything
2: kind of. Right flourishes because we believe that we pray and we give it to God and then God kind of guides us. And I was just actually this past week, um, I was at an event here in Tampa called the Innovation Gathering. And there's a governmental organization called um, the Innovation Alliance. And they're developing an innovation sector um, in Tampa. And I had told one of the guys that actually is in charge of that, uh, that my long-term goal, like my five-year plan, was to open an all-women-ran printing press. I said, we want to take it to the next level where like not only do we publish books and we write books, but we also manufacture books. I, I, would, I would love to put women into a printing press And um, let them learn the trade of creating, manufacturing books. Like, it's just another way that we'd be able to put these women, I can put these women in a trauma informed employment situation and give them grace and, and prayer and cover them, even in a printing press. How amazing would that be? And so that was a long term plan for us. And the Innovation Alliance just told me this past week that they're on a mission to find, they wanna give us space to make that happen. Like, they are on a mission. To bring that they want that they want that printing press housed here in tampa and uh because there was some talk in nashville about it and they were like no we don't want it to leave and go to nashville we want it in tampa so that all the light comes on tampa and I, and they were like we're going to find you commercial space to do this like they want to give us space to make the printing press happen which i was like look at god like i didn't even yeah. i just well, told somebody
1: well, our idea and 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 There's some other stuff that's been going on behind the scenes that a friend of mine is talking about that I will talk to you when we're done that goes along right with what you're talking about. So I'm so excited to hear this idea. So tell us if someone wants to work with Change Your Story to publish their book, what do they need to do?
2: Um, Just make a submission. First of all, you have to submit. um, we, We don't really look like we're very different. Uh, when we choose women, we don't need like the formal book proposal. We don't need your agent. We actually um, don't tell Kyle this, but we're not like sold out on agents because we're really choosing based on the woman. Like we're choosing more based on that. God is bringing you to us and that you're supposed, it's a bigger picture. You're supposed to be part of the community. Mm -hmm. It's not about the book. So, um, there is a submission, there's a submission form on our website, which I'll get you a link to. They actually just made it live, I think, yesterday, finally, because everybody's been doing submissions to my um, email, which I was like, if I get like 50 submissions a week, I was like, if I get any more submissions to my email, I'm going to lose my mind because it's hard for me to go through them now. Right. I get so many emails. Like today, when Jen was on Yahoo, and then everybody's emailing me, like, we heard about this. Somehow they're finding us. So. um it gets buried in like the PR. And mm-hmm. everything. So I'm like, the submissions being in my email has not been a good thing, but it's <laughs> grace because we are new and we are learning. Growing, growing pains. It's pains. Pains. my growing pains. Yeah. Cause I had, I really had no idea in this thing would like, I didn't, I, I was like, you know, I had an idea. Like everybody always I had an idea that I felt the Lord placed on my heart. I had no idea that we would look like this today before 2000. Like, I mean, uh, 2019 is, been even her yet, like, and the things that have happened, I'm always like, oh "God, you are just amazing." He's always just amazing me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the submissions form just went live, and that is now where I will be guiding everybody <laughs> because I, I just said uh, to our website developer, I was like, "Praise the Lord, I can send out a link from
1: now on." <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. No, nope, do not send me another email. <laughs> <laughs> oh, So um, it's really cool, though, because the submissions process
2: just asks you a couple of quick questions that um, because, you know, you have to in in uh, in our house right now, you have to be a woman author. Uh, We do nonfiction. We do do not do fiction books yet. I always say for the women that are doing fiction, I'm like, uh, you know, you can send me the fiction. And I'm trying to put together, um, but it's really hard because people don't realize how many, uh, there are so few women-owned publishing houses. So I'm also Mm -hmm. trying to, eventually I want us to be a resource for also like passing off to other women. Right, right. We we could continually develop the industry of women-owned publishing houses. Right. Um, so we do nonfiction and we also do the only place that we do fiction is in children's books. We do do some mm-hmm. fiction children's books. Um, so it'll ask you some questions like, um, are you a female author and is your book nonfiction and take you through that? And then it allows you to um, submit a document, which the document doesn't have to be your book proposal. The document can literally just be, you know, um, a little bit about you or, you know, an idea you have for a book or just, you know, I mean, we don't, we don't require anything really formal. We want to get to know you. And, um, when you submit, then we do a, we do an actual face-to-face interview by zoom, um, Mm -hmm. usually with me and a board member. Um, so we always do an interview. There's always an interview process.
1: Wonderful. Yeah. So a little less stressful, I mean, some people might get stressed out about an interview. Um, but, <laughs> but, but think of it as a get you know you conversation is what I call it. Right. Yeah. Um, and, but that is a great way to, for someone, especially if they're new to the writing world, to get introduced into it and, and take it from there. Um, so you were that's, telling me, I'm sorry. Go ahead. There's something else
2: I wanted to say about that. that's also a thing that makes us very, very unique and very different in that sense is um, I always say to the women, like the new, the women that are new writers, uh, this could be a great first step. Like I mm-hmm. see where story could be your first great step in, you know, you might do one book with us. We don't hold rights. We also are very different that way. We do not hold rights. We have no desire to hold rights. We really trust the Lord and everything. So it would be really silly of us to write into a contract that we're going to somehow hold you into our community, Um, so we don't hold rights to anything. So if you published a book with us and then you said, Hey, the Lord's telling me to like go redo my book with this other traditional publishing house, we're Mm going to say, we love you. We wish the best for you. And we're not going to question that. Um, and, and there's no reason why a woman can't publish her book the first time to change her story and then go publish her book with other publishing houses. Um, we are always going to be encouragement and support, um, is our main goal.
1: Yes. I love that. So before we get on, you told me that you are actually writing a book, too, to share the Change Your Story story. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about your writing time. Is it a consistent time? Do you write daily? What's some things that work for you or don't work for you uh, with your writing time?
2: Well, I will say that I do not write as much right now because it's been very busy and kind of chaotic around here. There's a lot going on. Um, But when I was spending more time writing, um, I would typically... uh, I love to write when I travel. Like I found Mm -hmm. writing... Because I travel a great deal now. um, I find that being on the plane is a great time for me to travel. I mean, being on the plane gives me great writing time. I also... um, I was actually writing, uh, sitting at the gate waiting for my waiting for my flight to go to Los Angeles this last time. And I was so into my writing, I didn't realize that I was at the wrong gate. Like I was sitting at the gate writing and it was actually supposed to I was supposed to be at the gate behind me and they were already lined up. I looked up and everybody was lined up getting on the plane. I almost just went plane to Los Angeles just
1: the- <laughs> I was like, oh my god. That's the bad part when you get so engrossed. <laughs> I've done that before. She's like, oh, hold on. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> I
2: find um I find I find those to be great spaces to write in. Um and I uh outside I have recently like when I was writing a lot more, um, I was also finding like I would go to the park and sit at the picnic table with my laptop and I found outside to be even more inspiring for mm-hmm. writing a wide. Like I was really enjoying just being in the outside space, and it mm-hmm. was something about being in that outside space rather than at my desk that was um, that also felt just very freeing to me. Right. Uh, right. I will tell you, for the women that we work with, this is not personal, but the women we work with who were trying to get the women who are having trouble finishing and getting to their deadlines, um, we lock them in a room. <laughs> Maybe you should put them at a picnic table. (laughs) We actually bring them. We bring them twice now. We have brought them to the Safety Harbor Resort and um, put them in a hotel room and taken away the phone and um, literally just helped them walk through, like, the finishing of things. Mm -hmm. Um, And that has worked really well for us. Like, uh, when Jen Gruber was finishing her book, uh, we did two whole days of nothing but writing. Like, she wasn't allowed to, like, spend time on anything else. Um, from morning to night, we would just, we would eat in between writing, you know, mm-hmm. um, and and that really has worked like that focused writing. Yeah, we were, able, we were able to knock out, you know, several chapters and um, finish pieces of parts that we needed to in two days of just
1: being in a hotel room. And I've heard uh, one lady, she, she goes on a cruise mm-hmm. and she'll write all day and then she'll do fun stuff at night and go to dinner and stuff but um you know that was her thing and you know there's days when you're just cruising too so there isn't a whole lot going on and I said that might be a cool idea either well for me I think I would rather have like a cabin in the woods where I could right go and when I need a break just go outside and look at the mountains and take a breather (laughs) let me do a little bit of that like going
2: because you know the resort is right next to the ocean so like you walk outside and you're at the waterfront so um you can go outside and you can walk by the water and just you know take a minute and we really accomplished both times it has been super successful for us uh to finish things so these were people that already had started but they just needed to like wrap it up to meet the deadline and um and
1: sometimes you need that you need that last little Push, because I talk about the messy middle a lot when I talk about writing, where yeah. you get to that point where you're like, am I ever going to get done? You know, you've made a lot of progress, but there's still quite a ways to go. And you're, you just need that last little, okay, go, go. Done. So, and even with my clients, I've had to do the same thing. It's like, you're almost done. You're so close. Keep going. You know, we yeah. keep- we can get this done so that really helps yeah that's that's worked out awesome for
2: us so we really love i love the aspect we talked that actually has inspired us to do um
1: small writing retreats we're talking about doing that next year like where we just we don't want them to be too big i want to do that too i live on like sinclair and i've got a couple spare bedrooms and i thought have a little writing retreat that would be fun, so yeah. It's like, you catered in. in so I wouldn't be dealing with food? <laughs> concentrate on writing, yes, yes, concentrate on writing. Um, so but I love that idea. You need to let me know when you do that. Um, what words of advice or encouragement do you have for? new writers or maybe someone who's been writing but they're struggling to write their book right now what are some what are some things you can do to encourage them
2: well we we always tell we often tell the women that are specifically writing for book purposes then they're not like cuz we have both we have some women just writing for you know free writing for no specific purpose but the women that are writing specifically for books we tell them to act like they're free writing You know, even though they're book-minded, we're like, forget that it's a book. Just let let God pour out on that paper, and don't don't get technical about it. It doesn't have to come out. You know, we don't need it to come out perfect. We just nobody
1: does. Nobody writes a perfect manuscript.
2: Yeah. You'll never, even if you, even if you try really, really hard, it's not, it's still going to need work. So we need your voice. We need to hear from you because there's a lot we can do with it once we have your voice, but we can't recreate your voice. You know, that's hard to do. So, um, we say just, you know, get out of your, get out of your head space and, just listen to your heart. Like, what's, mm-hmm. what's God telling you? You know, sometimes I tell women, even if funny things that don't make any sense come to mind, like, if your mind starts wandering, put that on the paper. Like, sometimes right. we, we get great content out of that. Like, Yeah,
1: yeah some- definitely. That's what I tell people all the time, was editing and writing are two different activities in the brain. Editing is analytical, writing is creative. If you try to do both at the same time, you will drive yourself insane. You'll never get get anywhere. You you just get stuck. That's how you get stuck. Exactly. But when you just write and let it come out, then you can go back and make it pretty and organize it and take stuff out and add stuff in, that kind of thing. So definitely, I love that, to just act like you're free writing. And so um, I'm in the middle of a five-day challenge right now with um, my clients. Well, it's my group, my Facebook group. And that's part. That was yesterday's assignment. Was just a free write for fifteen minutes about your idea, you know. And and they were people were like, "Wow, that like really helps," <laughs> you know. And it's like it's a simple activity that really helps. Oh my gosh, I know. And then
2: we also tell them to um, bust out bust out the voice recorder and like. Mm-hmm. If- if you just had a really great conversation, like you were in a meeting and something inspired you, like, or you just came out of church or, or some service or something and you're feeling really inspired and like, you feel like God's talking to you. I always tell them like, let's your phone and start just recording what's coming to mind. Mm-hmm. That brings out really great content. You know, you just never know.
1: Yeah. And then it's easy to go back to when you're ready to write and get, Oh, yeah. And then you start writing about it and some other ideas will start flowing. So it it really is good. Well, I love that advice. Well, Nakia, it has been wonderful to talk with you and hear about what you're doing with Change Your Story. It is a fabulous uh, ministry and just idea that has just is blowing up and things that God's doing is wonderful. I love it. So I appreciate you being here. And I will definitely have all your links that, that you have send me for everybody in the show notes so and they can learn more about you there too so appreciate it thank
2: you so much for having me you're such a blessing thank you so much
1: you're welcome thank you
0: thank you for listening to this episode of the right hour are you wondering how to start your writing journey but feel overwhelmed or confused after taking four years to write her first book Joyce completely understands. She created the four steps to the right book to help you clarify your focus, create and organize your content, and complete your book. She shares tips on the writing process, and you can download the Writing Planner to track your progress and create weekly and monthly milestones to complete your book. You can sign up for the short email series at therightcoach.biz, that's T-H-E- W-R-I-T-E-C-O-A-C-H dot B-I-Z Or go to the link in the show notes for the podcasts. You can sign up on the side pop out on the computer or on the phone, it's a blue bar at the bottom that pops up. You can also go to the bottom of the homepage to sign up for The Four Steps to the Right Book. Don't let fear and overwhelm stop you from writing your book. It's time to write your book.